so many of us want at this point to go out and we want to connect with other people, but we know that that's unsafe. Yeah. That we know right now we can't do it, that we have to stay home, that we have to isolate and we have to social distance, but we want to. And so it's this self-inflicted loneliness. Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast about human connection recorded live before a virtual audience from around the world. I'm your host, Jared Matthew Weiss. On each episode, you'll listen in as I chat with real people about their most profound experiences in bed, in love, and in life. Here we go. Tonight, you know, we're gathering under very unique circumstances, right? Um, we're, we're at a time where we can't touch, which is tough. You know, this is called Touchpoint because... Um, touch is just truly a biological need. If a baby is not touched enough when, when it's born, um, you know, in many cases, a baby will get sick and in the worst cases, a baby will die. Um, touch is so fundamental to our being. And at a time where we're all forced to stay at home, uh, the connection that we're experiencing through screens amongst friends, amongst family is so profound and so important, but uh, it doesn't replicate our need to hug and fist bump and handshake and just share the same space. I never missed sitting with strangers on the New York City subway like I do now. I just wish I could go back to the New York City subway right now. The smell and the the all the things, I, I wish I could have that right now. Um, and so, you know, we wanted to gather everyone in one space so that we could uh, we could hear what your experiences are like. So let's see who we got. We got, um, hi Rev. Hi, how's it going? How, how are you? I'm doing well, doing good. So Rev, you know, I was excited to loop you into this conversation tonight because, you know, we wanted to talk about dating and we wanted to talk about love and sex and uh, how people are connecting currently uh, given our current constraints. And so wanted to check in with you. I know that you had a, a wild night not too long ago, right? Uh, what was it? A Zoom, a sex party over Zoom? Is that is that? Um, it wasn't over Zoom. It was on a different platform. Okay, but it it definitely was my first digital sex party. And what is a digital sex party? Um, so this digital sex party was. It actually was pretty lovely. Like it opened up and had a little chat, like we did here. And then there was a performance, and then I did a performance. Okay, so you you did a performance, Rev. What 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 kind of performance were you doing? What, can you get? I us? did. Yeah. Um, I did a kinky tantra performance with my partner, Dominus Eros. Okay, so you have a partner named Dominus Eros. Yes. And, and you did a kinky perform. Maybe you could just walk us through it. You know. I, okay. I, yeah. So this is for a private members only community. And like this platform allows people like anybody to kind of show off them having sex while it happens. Okay. So um, we were asked to do a performance and we do kinky Tantra. So we kind of did like we normally do for a performance. We like dressed up and got ready and talked about what we wanted to do and planned our negotiations and then like set up to have a performance here uh, in my bedroom. And how many people were in this, this virtual sex party? Um, I, be I believe it was 69. 
Is that a wait? Is that is that a real number? Sixty nine. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was like intentional. They're like, okay, sixty nine. That's how many people can come in. Okay, great. That sounds amazing. Um, okay, and so and so, can you tell us a little bit about your 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 uh, your performance? What were you What were you doing? So we planned a whole performance, and I ended up. Uh, like getting hooded and getting a whole lot of spankings and did a lot of really intense breath work where I was told to like breathe through my yoni and then like a lot of breath play. So just like getting me into that altered dubby BDSM space. And when you say your yoni, just for, there might be a lot of people here who don't know what that means. You're referencing? My pussy. Okay, yeah. cool. Great. Yeah. There we go. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, so, so... <laughs> So this is all happening over this digital platform. And what were the other people doing while you were doing this performance? Um, so I was hooded for most of it. So I actually couldn't see, but as I was getting... Did you say you were you were hooded? Yes. Was that an N95 hood or... Uh, <laughs> I don't think, no, because my mouth was actually open. It was actually the worst kind of mask for this period of time, but Got it. whatever. Okay. Um, so I didn't actually get, so I was hooded for most of it, but when I got the hood off of me towards the end, I could see the other screens and see people that we basically, were basically fucking to our performance, which was really hot. Wow. Okay. Um, incredible. And so, and your, but your partner is with you. So you, 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 do you live together? You don't live together? No, no, okay. no, no. He lives with. His... He lives with. His family in Long Island. His family in Long Island. Okay, so he has a family in Long Island. But you are very open about this. This is an, a polyamorous, a consensual, non-monogamous relationship. And, and But seeing each other right now, I think a lot of us are really embracing these constraints of not traveling, of not going out. We're using our screens and our devices to stay connected. How, what is the agreement? You know, We had talked about this. Um, what is the agreement that you have um, with your partner that he lives with his family, but he can come see you. So many of us are on lockdown, like Yerby, she's on lockdown. She hasn't seen anybody in a month. How do you, how do you see each other? What's that? What is that all about? Uh, so we're what I call quarantine bonded in the same way that you can be fluid bonded with a partner. So fluid bonded, what does that mean? It's when you like don't use protective condoms or things like that to prevent the spread of fluids between partners. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's called fluid bonded. Yes. So when you decide you're going to exchange fluids, you're fluid bonded. Correct. Okay. All right. Okay. I love that. Okay, great. So quarantine bonded is like we've decided that we're safe enough to be able to visit each other and engage. Yeah. I generally know where you're going. I know where I'm going. Right. And like we're level with, we're comfortable with this level of risk within the relationship. Like you okay. Going. All right. Got it. So you're quarantine bonded with with Dominus Eros. Um, and, uh, and okay. And so then you were watching all the people have sex. Yes. And then it was just really hot. Cause then another performer came on and then everyone was just having sex. And then like, while you can hop out and other people can hop on. So then because we're in the comfort of my home and we just finished this really hot scene, we could start having sex for ourselves. And then I hopped back in cause I wanted to like show the, like the finale, I guess. <laughs> the finale. You want to show the finale. That makes sense. And was this your first time doing something like this on the internet? Uh, this would definitely be my first time doing this on the internet. Like I take 
sexy photos and things like that. But I think this whole thing is, I'm like, how do you survive and adapt through this? And I was like, oh, this is a connection to other people and I'm going to have to figure it out and get comfortable with it. Wow. Okay. And then, and then this is, I mean, this is so good. I mean, I know a lot of people wanted to come on and they wanted to hear how, you know, maybe people are finding each other on Tinder. Uh, I think we have a lot of people to share about that, but this is, this is actually very enlightening. Uh, it's good to know that this is happening. Uh, um, do you, uh, you, your name, you, you, your, your, your name. I don't know what you, what do you, what do you call your name? Cause you're Rev Rucifer, but that's not your legal name. I would, that would be like my kink name. It's just your like a performer name. name. Like Got Beyonce it. has Sasha Fierce. Got it. Okay. So Beyonce is to Sasha Fierce, what you are to, to Rev. Rev. Rucifer. Okay. But why do you go by Rev? Um, cause I'm an actual reverend and I can marry people and offer spiritual counseling because I also do Reiki and I'm a Reiki practitioner and teacher as well. Okay, so you're you're an actual reverend. Yeah. You're ordained to be a reverend and marry people and uh and so rev is not just re- you're re- you're the you're the real deal. I mean as real as like yes, you can go down to the New York Book of Clergy and look me up and I'm there. Yes. Oh my god. Thank God. <laughs> well, I'm so I'm so excited uh, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, thank you so much for sharing. I think that we thank all- Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think definitely like the concepts of fluid bonded and uh, and quarantine bonded, super interesting. So what is that platform that you were using if, if maybe anybody who's listening was interested in possibly dropping into a virtual sex party? It's on Get Vocal, V-O-K-L. Get Vocal. And then the, can I mention the sex club name? I mean, you can you can really mention whatever you want. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm sure if you want to share that, there's probably some people who are anxiously waiting for that information. Yeah, you can, we're going to be doing a lot more parties. So yeah. it's called NSF. It's called NSFW, and you know, come at me. So how does so a how, how does a virtual sex party compare to a physical sex party? So it's what we have right now, yeah. and I don't. It's, it's a completely different experience. Like connecting in this way is a completely different experience. We would never have to be here connecting in this way if this whole thing wouldn't have happened. So we're adapting and it's definitely different, but it's different in a really good way because I feel very safe and connected to my partner in the safety of my home. And I can, it's like amateur porn and people you know so it's great i mean honestly what what in the world could be better than that combination you know i was very excited when they put like cookies and cream together with chocolate chip cookie dough but you know some people are like how do we put together amateur porn with people you know it's great perfect thank god all right well thank god you're here i'm so happy you shared super excited that you're here um thank you so much thank Uh, you so much yeah of course i know we have uh we have sophia here uh, would love, love, love to chat with Sophia. She has been using the internet in a very different way. Uh, can we bring Sophia up? Hi, Sophia. Um, uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm uh, good. Yeah. Considering. All yeah, con- yeah. Love your jacket, Sophia. Very cool. Thanks. Got a little bit of quarantine flair. Totally. So, Sophia, um, you have had a very unusual experience uh, in in that I think you f- you fell in love. Is that <laughs> right? I mean, is that right? Am I saying that right? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess so, putting me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I felt like, you know, what, what, what happened? Tell us, tell us what happened. Sure. Um, so I matched with a man on Bumble, and we started chatting. And this was right as all the social distancing measures kind of were about to get much more strict. And so I was already joking to people that I was chatting to about, like, so first date over FaceTime, like, <laughs> um, and that we, we were just chatting more and then we did end up FaceTiming and all of a sudden we were just talking all the time. And, you know, he had mentioned to me that this was very strange for him. I was like, I know me too. And talking about wanting to let, let me in more, but not knowing how to do that without actually meeting in person um, and mentioning that physical touch, for example, was a big love language for him. And, you know, being in the same physical space was a big way to build trust. And so I kind of was just like, you know what, we need to make it work in the confines that we're in. And this is the situation. Bumble literally sent me a message two days ago being like, hey, like, I know that you matched with some people and you're super excited, but don't go meet them right now. Okay, thanks, bye. Signed Bumble CEO. Oh, wow, really? That's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all yeah, right. Yeah, I just like screenshotted that. I was like, see? <laughs> okay. Um, and so I was like, we have to work in the confines that we're in. And right now we're, we have to be self-isolating and we have FaceTime. Um, and we had had a couple casual FaceTime conversations that went really well. So we decided to have a FaceTime dinner date and it was really cute. If I do say so myself. Um, okay. What is, what, what is a FaceTime dinner date? So it, it kind of just fell together. So he had asked me, what do you want to do tonight? I'm off of work. And I was like, well, I thought that I could cook you dinner over FaceTime. And he was just like, that was my idea. And I was like, oh, sorry, tell me your idea. He's like, no, literally that was it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I was thinking I make really good Brussels sprouts. And he said, no, no, I make the best Brussels sprouts. So I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, I guess we're just going to have to have a cook-off. So we decided, and then we also decided for the protein that we would do salmon. And I was like, I have a great salmon recipe. He's like, no, no, I make the best salmon. So we decided to both get salmon and Brussels sprouts and that we would make each other's recipes to kind of settle once and for all whose recipes are better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we, I set up my, my computer kind of on my counter and we were just kind of, you know, cooking the stuff together and giving each other instructions. Although I will say that I think I was much better at giving him step-by-step -step instructions for every step of the way. Um, there were moments. How did I, you, uh, how did you uh, master that skill? <laughs> Telling someone exactly what to do. I'm just good at that. <laughs> okay. We'll go back to that. Okay. Okay. Um, and it, it turned out great. We, we made really, really great, a really great meal. Um, I also read tarot. So while the Brussels sprouts were roasting on his end, I give him a nice tarot reading. Um, he was a bit like, whoa, I don't know how you could know any of these things. And I was like, I'm psychic. <laughs> um, and then the night just kind of unfolded and he was like, you know, I really want to tell you my story and let you in and, you know, put on some comfy clothes and like buckle, buckle in. <laughs> um, and he, he was just so 
vulnerable and courageous in the most amazing way. And so many of his life realizations that he was having, like as he was telling me these things, I was just immediately associating so much with my own life and like lessons that I could take just from his sharing, you know, about just self-love and like knowing that you are your own rock. And, you know, if you want to ever forgive yourself, you have to offer yourself an apology. And it was just like hitting so hard for me because I've realized that with every romantic relationship that I've ever had, I have not been able to be fully honest about something in my life and something that I had so much shame about, which was my HSV status. And I had never told a romantic partner that I, I had it. I'd never disclosed before. And I'm just sitting there listening to him be so, so brave and have so much courage and tell me so much about himself and just the amount of trust. And, you know, I kept thinking of something that you had actually told me, Jared, which is intimacy is vulnerability in the face of fear. And so I just, I just told him and I, you know, it, it was such a, it was such a scary, scary experience to be like, I'm like handing you like all of my vulnerability in my hands right now and hoping that you like take it. Um, but it was such a huge milestone for me. And then it ended up, you know, he said, you know, I, I don't want to minimize how you're feeling, but it's not a big deal. And I want to talk more about how you've been just torturing yourself for all these years. And so we started talking about that. And so, mm. yeah. <laughs> and the, the biggest realization was, I think, with all the crappy stuff about quarantine and social distancing, um, the one major bright spot for me has been, I was always too scared to tell someone because I always thought I need someone to really know me and see me and you know, appreciate me so that I could feel comfortable enough to actually tell them this truth. Um, and it would have to be before I was ever physical with them because I never wanted to feel like I had withheld something and then have to backtrack. Mm. And this quarantine isolation situation, um, <laughs> hi, can you still hear me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was there a truck backing into your living room or what was going on there? Hello? Yeah, are you still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah great. You sound great. You sound okay. great. It We're sounded like a truck was backing up into your living room, I think, <laughs> yeah. for a second. Uh, <laughs> like, like, like the whole truck, just everything's coming in. It's like Amazon Prime right now. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you got to add a little bit of something messed up. Otherwise, I would just be too perfect. Always. Yeah, this was going so uh, well. So, you know, this quarantine social distancing is so shitty, but it created an environment for me where this is how it had to happen. I Sophia, to I'm just going to I'm just going to stop you just real mm -hmm. quick, because I think that there are some questions in the chat about what oh. HSV means. And I think it would be best if you speak to it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe you could. Yeah. You know, put us on. What what does HSV mean? What what is yeah. being, you know, your status? Could you explain? Yeah. So I have HSV one, which is one of the types of herpes simplex virus, um, which is a skin condition that is very heavily stigmatized in the U.S. Um, and it's also very very common. Um, 
but I think I kept it to myself and I'm now revealing it to 250 people, which is really funny. Um, but I kept it to myself for a really long time because I had a lot of shame around it. And that is in part because there is so much social stigma around it. Oh my God. Uh, I just want to take a moment to just call out how amazing you are and how brave you are and how proud of you I am. And I feel like we've been on this journey a while and we talked about this a while ago and, uh, I just, wow. I mean, you can see the comments coming in right now from all over the world. People are in your corner and so proud of you. And um, wow, really amazing, Sophia. Amazing. So thank you so much. Thank you for being so damn brave. That was incredible. Um, so, so how did it feel? I mean, now, I mean, geez, now you're sharing it with everyone. <laughs> I mean, we're all freaking out right now. Wow, 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 wow. But, but how did it feel when you shared it? You know, what, how did it, when those words came out of your mouth, I mean, I, to my knowledge, they haven't, I mean, you shared it with maybe some friends maybe, but you know, how, how what were you feeling? And how did it feel to do it over FaceTime? Did you think, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's such an incredible, it's such a, it's so incredible that you had, that you cultivated possibly like maybe like the most, the deepest, most vulnerable connection I think you've had maybe, you know, with, with a potential partner in, in this respect to share something like this. And you did it with somebody who you had yet to physically touch. Yeah. And so talk to me about that. So it was a, pretty crazy experience to be so vulnerable with someone over FaceTime because in the moment you're fine. You're like, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be brave. But then when everything is out in the open, you know, your instinct is you want the person to hold you or you want to hold the person when they're sharing. And so that was hard. But I think that one of the biggest lessons about all of this is that you kind of just have to adapt to the confines that you're in, in that moment. I mean, you know, my first kiss was with this man was over FaceTime. <laughs> and, and like the first time we had sex was over the phone. And like, I think it's kind of funny, um, but you just have to work with what you got. Um. <laughs> so good. Oh my God. Um, it's so good. Um, amazing. So uh, he's tuned in. He's listening. So, oh my God, he is. Not to put him on the spot. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, we don't need to. Does he want to talk to us or no? Um. You want to shoot him a text? Maybe you want to just ask. You know, you can do a quick like. You know, people want to see see your partner. We're all we're all in on this. Everybody, welcome to Love Is Blind season two <laughs> on Zoom. Starting now. Oh my God. Thank God you're here. While she's texting him, I want to let everybody know if anything's coming up for you and you, uh, you want to share, all you have to do is raise your virtual hand and one of our producers will connect uh, with you. So raising your hand means that you either press, what is it? It's uh, command uh, Y on, uh, uh, on, or control Y. Was it command? I think it's command. Uh, option option Y, excuse me. You press option Y on Mac. Uh, and then, uh, so that'll raise your hand and then one of our producers will connect with you if there's something that you want to share from your own personal experience while we're here. Um, um, he would share, by the way. He would share? Yeah. Okay. Like okay, great. Well, I think, I think, I think there's a lot of people who, uh, who, uh, who would love to meet him. What is his name? Greg. 
Okay, uh, Greg would love to see Greg. Uh, Chris, can we find uh, can we find Greg? Is this Greg? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Greg. What's Greg, how are you? Good, I'm good. Greg, you're getting so much love right now from all over the world. <laughs> you're stealing America's heart right now, Greg. <laughs> Greg is adorable. Whoop, whoop. We love Greg. G-Man. You've got nicknames now. Greg and Sophia. All right, Greg, I'd love to chat with you. Sure. Um, great. So uh, maybe we can spotlight Greg, Chris? Perfect. So, Greg, uh, how are you feeling, man? Uh, about this or about everything in general? Uh, I think, well, how you know, whatever's coming up for you, what are you feeling right now? Uh, I mean, so she didn't highlight this in her story, but I'm actually a doctor, so I'm working within all of this. And for me, um, like, this was something that was completely unexpected. I wasn't expecting to have this kind of a connection with somebody, especially at a time like this, but I've actually been incredibly grateful for it because it's kind of helped pull me out of the real world a little bit and has allowed me to have a way to express how I'm feeling and just like have a support system outside of the medical community. Um, because, you know, I live by myself. I've lived uh in the northeast for the last 11 years and like my my family's all back home in colorado um so like not to say i don't have friends and like i'm a, i'm a loner or like i'm alone but like to have kind of that more like deep emotional connection with somebody um during such a crazy time has been like a real blessing oh man well i think i think everybody here uh I think I can speak on behalf of all, everyone here uh, that we're all really so unbelievably grateful for you and the work that uh, the work that you're doing. Um, that's amazing. It's amazing. We're you know we're we're very lucky and blessed to have have someone like you who can step up and uh, and uh, and show up for for all of us right now. Um, when you say you weren't expecting something like this to happen, I just am trying to figure out whether it's you are going to meet somebody fall in love with that somebody, make deep, profound confessions over FaceTime, have virtual sex, and then share the entire story with 250 people <laughs> while, while you were battling the, the world's uh, most infamous medical crisis in the last 100 years. Is that what you mean by you weren't expecting any of this? Or which, which part was the least expected? Is it right now? Is it the fighting a special pathogen? Is it falling in love over Bumble? Which one is the most the least expected? Um, I, think it's, I think it's just like, just the having this kind of a connection with somebody um, without getting like too much into my like previous relationships and everything. I mean, this was what Sophia was referring to um, before. I've had like a very tortured last four years of my life, both personally, professionally, and romantically. Um, and feel like I'm still kind of healing from all of that. And just uh, saying, kind of like making an agreement with myself that the next relationship that I was going to have that I would be fully ready for it. I would be like a fully complete person. What does it mean? What is, I'm just going to stop you. What does it mean to be fully ready for it, Greg? And what does it mean to be a complete person? Well, like, I mean, I'll just like, whatever. I'll just, are you going to go there, Greg? Are you going to go there? 
I mean, I, I'm a very open person. Let's do it. Come on. We're all here. We're all in your corner. Everybody's on Team Greg. So, uh, like, the story that I shared with, um, oh, I like your uh, your llama. Or yeah, so this is Lila, and uh, and she, uh, she makes me feel safe. Go on, Greg. <laughs> um, well, so the story that, uh, that I told Sophia before she became vulnerable with me, um, the last four years, I've really been struggling uh, with bipolar disorder. Um, and it has almost destroyed my career twice. It destroyed two of my relationships. Um, and it really stripped me down to like pretty much absolutely nothing, like my most like core base self. Um, and for the last like year or so, I've been doing just a whole lot of work on myself, kind of rediscovering who I am um and what i believe and like what my view of the world is because it was so like warped and twisted by everything that happened um inside my mind and then like as an extension of what happened in my immediate environment um so i wanted to be you know very like firmly rooted in who i am um and you know very independent and confident again before I like met somebody that I could kind of reciprocate those feelings with because my previous partner, um, I like Sophia and I have talked about like soulmates and like transitional soulmates and primary soulmates. Um, and like, I think my, my like previous partner was very much like a transitional soulmate that she just came into my life when I just like wasn't ready. Um, and it, like my, my illness, um, really just like destroyed that relationship. And I don't ever want my illness to destroy another relationship. Um, so I want to like make sure that I, um, I'm fully in control or as much in as much control as I can be um, before I like really kind of like take that next step and like let somebody in because I hurt her very badly. Um, I hurt myself very badly and that sucks. Like I don't want to, I'm a person of love, not a person of pain. So yeah. Greg, Greg, I just want to say that I'm so moved by your story and by your vulnerability and I'm so grateful that you're here with us. Um, and, uh, thank God that you two found each other when you did. Um, I think that, um, you know, this is such a magical moment. I think it's a magical moment for all of us, you know, because, uh, you know, you're so in service right now in so many ways as a, as a physician, but also as just a human who's experiencing something, um, and sharing it with us in a time where we 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 want to be inspired and we want to know that there's more that's possible. And I'm just so, so grateful that you're here with us. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. I think we can all agree 
that uh, you you and Sophia are like serious MVPs right now. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much for sharing. This would be a good time where everybody would scream word. I'd be like, if you feel that way, scream word. We can't really do that. But if there's a word in the chat, throw a word in the chat. I see them coming up. Word, 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 right? So that's how we're going to do word now. We're figuring it out. We're figuring out how to bring this thing to the web. Look at that. Word, word, word. If you feel it, just write words so that we can feel it. Um, love, I just saw my love. mom's boyfriend come up saying, mom approves. Oh, <laughs> thank <laughs> God. Oh my God. Word, word, word. We got a mitzvah in there. So grateful that you two are here. Okay. So, um, so we're going to change, uh, uh, quickly. You know, we've been, we had this set up where our, where our, are you okay? Is there anything all right? I don't Did I spit on you? I'm sorry. So, uh, okay. So, um, if you have a story that you want to share, um, all you need to do is in the chat, write your first name, uh, write your pronouns and write, uh, just in like three or four words, what, um, what you want to share. Uh, and, uh, Antonia or Leslie, can you guys drop an example of what, uh, what we're, what we mean in the chat so they can see the format? Um, I think it's probably going to be more useful to throw that in there. So if you do want to share, you'll throw it in there. Then one of our producers will reach out and then we'll, we'll connect with you and then we'll, uh, uh, we'll loop you in. So, uh, so just look in the chat right now, Leslie, Antonia, can one of you just drop the example in there? For what it should look like. There it is. Hi, what's your name, location, pronoun? So example, Jill Omaha, she, her broke up with my boyfriend during quarantine and feeling terrible. So like that section right there, uh, if you have a story to share, just write your name, the city, your pronouns, and just literally one sentence about your story. And then we'll see if we can loop you in. Um, uh, Sophia and uh, Greg, thank God you are here. I am dying to chat with Tiana. Uh, Chris, can I, can I get eyes on Tiana right now? I really want to loop Tiana into this conversation. Oh my God. You're holding your bear. That's what I'm talking about. Does anybody else have a stuffed animal with them that maybe they want to hold up real quick? Anybody have a stuffed animal? Okay, great. I love to see that. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. Oh, we got real animals. Anne's got a real dog with her. This is great news. <laughs> Okay. All right. Cool. 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 All right. So, so, uh, so, uh, hit me back with Tiana, uh, on speaker view. Let's hey. highlight her Tiana. Uh, let's see. Where are you? Oh, there you are. Okay. So Tiana, um, you, you are having an interesting experience right now, right? <laughs> so Tiana, yes. tell yes, me, tell me what is your, what is your boyfriend's name? So I'm polyamorous. Um, so my uh, primary partner is named James. Okay. And your primary partner means what exactly? Um, primary partner. We actually were, we just negotiated what that means to each other. Um, so a, a before about like a week ago, <laughs> the, the meaning was we prioritized each other over our other partnerships and relationships. Um, 
And so, you know, we'd always like check in about like, well, you know, when are we going to set our dates to see each other and spend quality time and then schedule anybody else that we wanted to see, see or schedule quality time with. And like, or if we wanted to go to like a play party or we wanted to go to like another event where we may be engaging with somebody else outside of our relationship, we'd also have like a conversation about that before we proceeded. So do you, are you, are you guys just to use the phrase, are you, are you quarantine bonded now? (laughs) I am quarantine bonded. Thank you, Amanda, for that new language. Yeah, that's great. Quarantine bonded. So you're quarantine bonded with your partner. Um, And who, and, and there's another partner that you have? Yes. So I have uh, two partners, one that's uh, James that I mentioned before, and another one that's out of state. Um, And uh, so him, he, I'm not seeing him because, you know, he's out of state and we're, you know, abiding by quarantine. Um, And I just started dating this new guy, Jake, right before quarantine. And so James and I had a conversation about who we wanted to include in our quarantining mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i had said that i wanted to include jake with like within my bubble of like who i'd still want to continue to possibly engage with or see during this time period okay and what's the deal with jake where is he at so uh jake um has he just moved into an apartment that's actually near where i live in queens Um, Shout out to Queens. Hey. Um, (laughs) And uh, and he also stays with his family uh, because his mom is sick. Uh, She's actually battling cancer right now. So he has two siblings and his mom will go and stay with um, during the quarantine as well. So, you know, I think that the reason why I was excited to chat with you is because I think one of the things that's really coming up right now with everybody separated is that, you know, you have roommates, um, and you also have multiple partners. And in that, uh, there's a lot of different social dynamics to navigate. Um, and I know there's been different people who have talked to you who their partners have partners or the two roommates have different, uh, have different thresholds for quarantining, like what it means to, you know, be at home. Who who are we allowed to? Who are we allowed to l- allow in? Where do we go? What do we do? And there's lots of different thresholds for that. So, um, so, and you had mentioned your roommates are also, or at least one of your roommates is also in multiple relationships. Is that right? Yes, he has another partner. Um, she's actually here today. They're hanging out. Um. Oh, and how are so? How are you guys? How are you all navigating that as a house where there's where you're all home? It's like you're you're you know most of us are and I shouldn't say most, but many of us are on lockdown right now. We're staying home. There's nobody coming in and out. You know, um, um, how are you navigating? You know, having so many people coming in our house, and how are you making sure that you're safe? I guess. Yeah. Um, we're taking our own personal responsibility. I'll speak for myself. Um, I live with Tragic um, here. Um, and so I think it starts with taking your own personal responsibility, you know, checking in with yourself, like, how am I feeling? You know, making sure that I'm consistently washing my hands. I try to stay like within my room or, you know, if I'm not in my room, I'm like telling my other housemates like where I'm going so that they have like information about like 
where I'm going, who I'm interacting with, very similar to what Amanda said, that she had conversations with her partner, um, Dominus. I also will have those conversations with my roommates and be like, I'm going out. I'll be back in, you know, because I'm going to see this person, you know, and I'll let you guys know when I'm coming back home. And I try to, you know, make sure that like washing our hands. We recently started like wiping down like our groceries and, you know, other objects. Like I bought some weed today and I wiped down my weed bag. Like, did you say do you say you bought weed and you wiped down your weed bag? Yes. Thank God. Yes. Okay, good. You're good. Yeah. Good. So so taking like those um steps like are, are my way of like contributing to like my social responsibility to like my housemates and also like other people that I interact with. Wow. Yeah. And I, I you know, somebody just asked a really good question in the feed. They said, uh, were you six feet away from your dealer? <laughs> <laughs> away from my dealer but we usually hug each other and like are very touchy-feely and we were not that at all this time so so the <laughs> we way that you've really away, we were not touching so the way that you've really the way that you've really modified your behavior during this time is you're still seeing your partners but you're you're just managing your physical relationship with your drug dealer <laughs> yes okay. and I mean, i'm also seeing my partners less frequently. Um, yeah. That's the other thing. I definitely have spaced out that time that I'm seeing and interacting with them. So like when we do see each other, it's usually for like um, a few consecutive days yeah. and then we'll like then be apart for like a several other consecutive days. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. I know a lot of people are navigating this differently. And um, I think that, uh, you know, the CDC has recommended that we, we stay home and that we, uh, we, uh, we try not to bounce around. Um, but I know that, you know, even with those restrictions, everybody has very different social conditions that they live under and very different romantic relationships that they live under. And, uh, and, uh, you were mentioning Jake has a sick mother and he's, he's taking care of her. So, um, thank you so much for sharing, giving us a window into just, you know, the way, you know, different people are navigating this moment. So I really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I would love to, I would love to loop in Lindsay Metzelar. Do we have Lindsay Metzelar here, Chris? There she is. Hi, Lens. Lens, what's going on? Not much. Um, I'm just listening to everyone and I'm thinking like, I have no idea what I could possibly say that is as interesting. And I don't know what's on the screen right now. We're having a, a real technical glitch right now. I think we're going to get rid of that. Um, you're having a really interesting experience right now, aren't you? I am. Yeah. And you started a new relationship just before the quarantine? I did. Yeah. It was um, a little under two months and uh, we decided to quarantine together. And how's it going? It's going really well. Yeah. He's right across from me right now. Okay. Um, we're spending um, a lot of time together. Okay. And what is that? And, and so how long were you together before you, you decided that, you know, you were going to quarantine together? Like a little under two months. Yeah. Okay, and so what have you learned about each other? What have you learned about each other in this uh, in this time? Um, well, we've- It feels like this is an interesting time to accelerate your relationship, huh? Definitely. Um, we've learned a lot about each other. We've met each other's parents already over uh, FaceTime and siblings and all of that. Um, we've, 
you know, we've had to talk about things that you don't usually talk about two months in, um, some uncomfortable topics, some like more what? topics. What's, um, a, what's an uncomfortable topic that you've had to talk about? Like pooping. Okay. That's, uh, how have you navigated the conversation around pooping being with your new partner? Um, we have a code name for it so that it like doesn't become like unsexy and we'll have, when you say it doesn't become unsexy, like, because you want pooping to continue to be sexy. <laughs> Is that the idea or no, cause no. listen, I've learned sitting in this chair, I, I mean, not this chair specifically, but I've learned that, um, you know, we all have our different things. So, uh, so when you say you want to make it less sexy, you want to make it less uh, less of a thing. What what's the code word? Less of a thing. Um, it's actually the name of of a girl I went to college with, um, but I'm going to change the name for her privacy. Okay. Um, and I'm going to call it Shay. Shay. So how do you use it? How do you navigate? How do you navigate we'll, that we'll conversation? Be like, we'll be like, oh, sorry, like Shay is calling. So if like if Shay is calling or like you're getting a call from Shay or like Shay's been trying to get in touch with me, it's like, okay, this is going to happen soon. So like clear out or just like, you know, give me my space for this to happen. Or like if, if you're frustrated because like Shay hasn't called in a while, then you can you can say that frustration. And no, Shay is not an enemy. She's actually a good friend. Um, okay. All right. So what other difficult conversations or moments have you had to navigate with a new partner, um, you know, being in this space? I know that being in quarantine, I mean, this is a super accelerant onto a relationship, right? I mean, there's things that you may witness of each other in these moments that maybe would take months, if not even maybe a year or two years to be able to see. So what else is coming up? What else has been, has been feeling new? You know, what about the sexual dynamic? What's it like to be with somebody? How, how often were you having sleepovers? Do you like having sleepovers? Um, great question. We actually, I'm not a big sleepover person in general, but it has definitely made us have more sleepovers. Um, we, in terms of the sex stuff, I mean, it's a new relationship. So luckily we're, we're having a lot of it. Um, but it, you know, um, it's, it's like, it's sunny. <laughs> sitting right there. Um, <laughs> We, yeah, no, we're having, we're having a lot of sex. Wait, he's sitting right there? We have to see him. I was, I was enjoying watching from afar. What is your name? Hey guys, I'm Steven. Steven, oh my God, so happy you're here. Thank nice God, look at this couple. Okay, so Steven, how long, you guys were together two months before you jumped into this moment where you're quarantining together? Yeah, we, we had known each other for a long time. Um, so I actually went to, to high school with one of Lindsay's good college friends. And so we've, it, it wasn't like, you know, just meeting each other and, and jumping right into it. Um, but yeah, it was two months. Um, we had spent a good amount of time in those two months and, um, and it's been, it's been fun. I mean, to answer, maybe I can provide just this, another answer to your question about what we've learned about each other. It's obviously a very stressful time right now. Um, and I think in, in any new relationship, it takes a while to get to a point where you're seeing how the other, how your partner deals with adversity, um, in a certain way. And it's just, so how are, what are you seeing? What are you seeing in Lindsay? How is she dealing with adversity? She's been very positive. Um, she has been an extremely positive influence, uh, as we navigate sort of the uncertainty of what can come next. Uh, and so it's been, it's been a lot of fun. How do you think you're doing? 
I'm doing okay. I'm hanging in there. I'm a, I'm a relatively positive person. Um, I'm unfortunately also uh, objective in lots of different ways. And so I'm, it would be very easy to see all the negatives that are happening. Uh, but, um, but I think we've, we've struck a, a nice balance of being realistic, but also um, getting excited for, for what life could look like after this and staying positive during it. What do you think life could look like after this? I mean, we're just going to keep living together, obviously. Okay. And whose apartment are you in? Yours. Okay. Okay. Um, um, and I know that one of the things that you two have been doing in this exploration of your relationship is you've been making TikTok videos of you dancing. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm leaving now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please stay with us. Please wow, don't no, go. No, no, no. We need you. Listen, you're, you're a big, you're very popular on the internet these days. Uh, and whether you, you ask for that or not, I mean, you're, you're a star now. So, uh, tell us about the TikToks. Tell us about the dancing. How often are you doing it? How often are you tapping into the, the, da the dancing routine? Yeah. It's funny because like we're, we're 30. So TikTok is really for like 12 year olds, but um, I downloaded it and I was like, you know what, like maybe we can learn a dance or two. Why not? Um, for anyone who doesn't know, TikTok is an app where you just like make up dances or you do voiceovers and stuff like that. It, it used to be Vine for people who remember Vine, um, but it became TikTok. And yeah, so I've been kind of making Steven do these videos with me, um, but he loves it. Like he gets very perfectionist about it. He's like, no, 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 we have to redo it. We have to fix this. Like he gets really into it. You'll, you'll notice that in the videos, I'm actually blinking SOS in Morse code. So if someone wants to rescue me, that would be great. Okay. So then I, I listen, um, I would love to see just a quick impromptu performance if you're down for it. If anybody is into that, just say word, just put word in the chat. If you'd like to see, I mean, look at that. I mean, they're coming in strong. So maybe you step up, you reposition your camera and you show us a little something we're, you know, we didn't expect to have a dance performance, but I think we're into it. Look, he's sitting here thinking, well, which routine do we do? We have to do it. Of course we do it. All right, so let's see. We're getting a live dance performance, everyone. This is okay. amazing. Here we go. Play the music. Okay, we're gonna play music. <laughs> I can't believe we're doing this. All right. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. I'll make it really Oh, loud. we're really just here to watch. Don't worry. Oh, or should we do this? There's a great platform. Uh, Rev has a great platform for you guys to do this on, by the way. Uh, okay, okay, we're doing- uh, Get Vocal would be a great place for you guys to do this performance, just maybe. A okay, just yeah. a little <laughs> Okay. Okay, here we go. Here we can go. Can you hear it? I'm gonna, play, I'm gonna put it right here so you can hear it. We can see it. That's really the thing that matters most. Here, why don't you step back so we can really see your faces. We wanna see the eyeballs. We wanna see the eyeballs. All right, let's, here we go. Okay, I mean, brilliant. That was that was brilliant. Uh, unbelievable. So grateful. Um, uh, did you you I know there was something Lindsay, you told me that you were you were meeting each other's parents maybe over zoom? Yes, we met each other's parents over zoom. Like it was kind of cheesy. It was the night we became official. But we, we didn't tell our parents that we were like, Oh, my God, hey, FaceTime, we're official. I was just like, now I feel like I can meet your parents and I want to. And he, he actually had already met my parents because um, I had a family. Of, my grandma passed away and we had a shiva and he, he ended up coming to it, which was really sweet. Um, wow. So he met my parents, but I met his on FaceTime. 
Wow. Okay. And then uh, when you said you you made it official, uh, uh, that's like you were fluid bonded. Is that um, what that means? So, so for anyone who doesn't know, Jared came on an episode of my podcast and he basically told everyone that, that they're not supposed to ask, what are we? But instead, Jared, correct me if I'm wrong. It's what, here's what you can expect from me, right? And here's what. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. I think I'm going to jump in. I think I'm going to jump in. Uh, uh, the, it's it's um, the best two questions I found to define a relationship are, um, uh, what do you want? Uh, and, uh, no, I can't even remember my own advice. You know, I, uh, it's, uh, what do you want and what can I count on you for? Uh, those are the two questions. What do you want and what can I count on you for? So Lindsay, uh, the two of you here, you know, this is a new relationship, but it's growing and, uh, you're spending all this time together. Uh, what is something that the two of you are looking forward to experiencing once uh, you're able to rejoin civilization? For me, it's definitely meeting the family families in person, um, just because we've had a lot of virtual conversation and I love his parents and his sister, but like I haven't met them yet. So it's mm -hmm. so weird. It's like, it's like I'm love is blind with his family. Right. Um, so probably just meeting his family and like being able to hug and stuff would be nice. Mm, mm. Yeah. I think hugging and, 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 uh, and being able to touch is, is so important. Um, and, uh, and what about you, my friend, what is one thing that you're really looking forward to? Um, I'd echo the, the just getting back to normal sentiment, which I think everyone is excited for, but I think especially with, with the two of us, um, Lindsay's schedule is usually pretty insane. And it was, it was fun for me in the first couple of months of us dating to be able to support her during the times when she wasn't insanely busy and to kind of be a partner to her and, um, and to, and it was, it was nice to, to kind of be that, that steady, um, be part of that steady support system that's that's always there and it's a constant no matter how crazy the days can be obviously the days have gotten a bit more uh tranquil in the last couple of of weeks but i'm looking forward to going back to to, to normal so you want me to be busy all the time yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's a lot i you know i think that you know we in early in a relationship we're in, innately separate right so we want to spend those early uh, months really merging and getting to know each other. And then we have to very thoughtfully start to create separateness in an intentional way. Uh, but it is interesting when that early stage is, is forced upon you by a, a global pandemic. Uh, so your journey is really fascinating. And I'm so grateful that, uh, that you two were able to share it with us. Um, um, you know, before we close down the space, uh, uh, because we're we are approaching our our final moments. Um, um, there is one person that I wanted to loop into this conversation who I was excited. About. Actually, two people. The first one is a new friend of mine, uh, and their name is Tragic. Uh, Tragic, um, are you available? I think you'd have to you'd have to loop in Tiana's feed, Chris, uh, so we can bring Tragic into the conversation. Um, Okay. Hi, Tragic. Greetings. 
How are you? Can we, can maybe you guys switch? Maybe we can get a little closer to Tragic real fast so we can get you closer. I almost the laptop. Oh, okay. Perfect. Perfect. So Tragic, Tragic, uh, how are you feeling listening to all these stories? Uh, quite well. Uh, yeah. I think everyone's very interesting. I know Amanda from, I've, I've been there through her personal journey in New York. Amanda is Rev. Amanda is Rev. Yeah. Yes. Right, apologies. Okay. okay. No yes, worries. I'm so sorry. Um, and then um, I was very touched by the tarot lawyer and doctor story. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. And I thought that they looked like so aesthetically proper for one another. Yeah. And I, like, I thought the doctor looked like Wes Anderson. And, like, <laughs> I was kind of like enjoying this star-studded feeling. And then the last couple who did the TikTok, um, I think they're very cool. I think they're, I want to go to their wedding. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so tragic, you're having a unique journey. Uh, and, you know, I know that um, we had talked a little bit about loneliness. And I think that one of the things that I just wanted to touch on is that while we're all in the process of navigating this, there are moments of loneliness uh, for all of us, even those that are partnered and with their partners. I know that for me, I miss my friends terribly. I miss my family terribly. Uh, I've had friends drop by just outside who were, who were moving around and I, I gave them some masks that we had and some gloves and having to stand six feet apart has been heartbreaking. Um, and you and I had an interesting conversation about loneliness that I just wanted to to include in this conversation. And so um, your experience right now, uh, are you, you live in a house with uh, people who, uh, two other people who identify as polyamorous and have multiple partners. Uh, how is that experience for you? And what does your personal journey look like right now as we're navigating uh, COVID-19? Um, so I originally um, was dating both of um, the people who I call my roommates right now. And I was also dating some of the people that they see. So I have a very like intense um, connection with all the people that I currently live with, even though that connection is like severed because we're no longer considering ourselves um, sexually open to one another. Um, so there's like a lot of intense um, feeling, but none of it is, um, I don't know, muffled by the climax of an orgasm, I guess. Um, but it's really hard for me a lot of the time, but it's been hard for me for months because I've been home alone a lot and I've been doing most of like some inner work, but also having to face the people that I'm working on my problems with the day I have identified the problem is sometimes a challenge for me. So it's been like a literal obstacle. Like I have this friend who is going through a breakup at the same time and she would tell me like, oh, I've been away for a week from him. And so I feel fine. But then when she would see him, she would realize, oh no, I don't feel fine at all. Whereas like, I, I think I feel fine. And then I have to like actually test it. And there's no, there's no like, way for me to plan it there's no like oh today i'm going to meditate and i'm not going to have to think about these things that have been bothering me it's like i meditate with the actual thing that's bothering me like all so are you seeing anybody right now um myself in the mirror yes uh, but you're not you're not dating anybody right now yeah. I, I don't i don't really feel like as um our friend said earlier like a whole person I don't have the resources available to me to get like tested about like mental disorders, but I do think that I have 
an interesting way of viewing the world and that um, it limits me both physically, emotionally, financially. Um, so I think that like, until I get to a place where I can actually figure my shit out, I shouldn't like try to tamper with the very um, gentle world that is relationships. Yeah. You know, like an avatar where you like plug your self into the animal or the other person. Like that's what I think of relationships as a very sacred thing. And like, there's a limit for me. So like, I guess if you could go up further or like closer with the actual tether, I think a relationship or a friendship stops like maybe at the halfway point. And the place that I was letting a lot of people in at was like completely into myself. But I don't think people realize that. So yeah. um, I'm at a place right now where I want to like fuck my own self <laughs> before I, I let other people in that far again. But I, I actually lost a lot of my interest in sexual interaction along this journey as well. So I don't even know. What is, what is what does that mean when you say you've lost, you know, because we had talked about this and sometimes, you know, people use words like asexual or aromantic. Oh, yeah. I'm just curious, yeah. like, what, what words are, you know, coming up for you around that and do they yeah, matter? Yeah, I you? did. I used the word asexual yesterday because I just, I have had a lot of trauma in my life and I've had to deal with it on my own. But then because of the way that I, I tried to view the world, which was through this like extremely Buddhist, extremely like Tao Te Ching like way is like to be extremely laissez-faire. And it's not that I can't be that way. It's just, I just think that I'm not, you know, I'm skilled enough to do this on my own. And I've talked to a lot of my Buddhist friends and I've gone to like meditation, like seminars about sex and Buddhism and sex and Taoism and it's like right now I'm in this space where it's not I can't even approach the topic without um losing something that I'm working on and it's I don't think that being sex like sexual is gross I'm not disgusted by it but it does like it's very abrasive for me like it feels like nails on the wall like I I just can't really grapple with what it is right now and the best thing for me is like to just pretty much exist in like this 10 year old mind frame where everything's Mm. just interesting and new and colorful. And I enjoy sensation without thinking too deeply about like the emotional and like impact of it. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I think, I think that um, there's comments here. A lot of people are, uh, are thanking you for your poetry and your perspective and your articulation. Oh no, it's all you. I really appreciate working with you. This has been very fun. Oh yeah. We have a good time, me and you. We've we've had good conversations now. Um, I think one of the things that, you know, came up for me when we chatted uh, yesterday was, um, you know, was this idea that you had talked about exploring loneliness and that so many of us want at this point to go out and we want to connect with other people, but we know that that's unsafe. Yeah. That we know right now we can't do it, that we have to stay home, that we have to isolate and we have to social distance, but we want to. And so it's this self-inflicted loneliness um, that we're doing to be responsible for the betterment truly of ourselves and for others, right? And, and you had said that that was the journey that you were on before we were all relegated to our homes. Yeah. Um, so like going through this kind of quadruple breakup, because it was like two people that I deeply cared about 
their partners who I also deeply cared about and then another partner who had moved away. So it was like, if I, if I were like a, it was like living in a house of cards and it all just blew away um, at once. So I had this feeling of like Sayudad immediately because there was always sex going on in the house, thanks to Tiana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there was, there was always something that I could be doing that I couldn't do because I wasn't emotionally ready. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know that there's a lot of interactions, a lot of people that you care about out in the world right now that you want to see but you simply cannot do it. And it is not in your best interest to do it. And it's like, that to me is what loneliness is in this decade. Um, I think on a macro scale, it's like, you know, grocery shopping and even saying hello to people in the grocery store is like, no, right now. Mm-hmm. Like Sneezing is the new fart. Like everything's just different <laughs> at home. Like for me, it's like, <laughs> sorry. Um, at, at home for me, it's just like, you know, it's the same thing, but really, really, like, I don't know. Things that I, I normally would do, like, try to make my roommates laugh, I, I don't feel inclined to do. And, like, yeah. it's, like, I part of me does. Part of me is, like, I know if I said this, you'd laugh. Or, like, I know if I did that, it would make you feel this way. Or we would have this so-and-so interaction. But then I know that at the end of that interaction is something I really don't want. Mm. So it's, like, like... I'm missing out on this huge chunk of things because I know that at the end of the tunnel is like COVID for our relationship. Yeah. Uh, That's Uh, what loneliness is for me right now. Oh my God. Well, you know, tragic. I was excited to meet you. I was excited to get to know you and I'm so happy that we got to share some of your, uh, your perspectives and and insights. Uh, If you've ever felt uh, the way tragic feels, um, say a word. There it goes. There it goes. There it goes. We're all we're all with you. So thank you so much for being here, Tragic. No problem. Thank you, you for the invitation. Oh my God, you touch my soul every time I talk to you. So thank, thank God you. for you. Thank you. Um, okay, so I always like to uh, to wrap up these these uh, conversations really with one question, and I put it out to I put it out to everyone, and the question is simply, um, what is one thing? that you heard tonight in the last hour or so that you think you're gonna be thinking about? Uh, just one thing. And if you can, if you could drop it in the chat, uh, we'd love to know uh, what's what's resonating with you. Um, okay, wow, we got vulnerability, being brave, transitional soulmates. Wow, so many things, so many things. Virtual sex parties, word. Quarantine bonding. I mean, so many, so many good things. Um, wow. Wow. Sneezing as the new fart is definitely something that I think we'll be talking about. Um, well, ah, well, I can say that this has been an incredible, an incredible conversation. Um, I think that, you know, to, to everyone who shared tonight, uh, to Rev, to, uh, Sophia and Greg, Tiana, Tragic, and of course, uh, to, uh, to Lindsay uh, and uh, and her partner. This has been just uh, another amazing night. Thank you all so much for being here, for joining us, uh, for being part of this conversation. I think we probably will do this again maybe in maybe in a week or two. If anybody, if you feel like maybe we should do it again, say word. Okay. Okay, that's good. That's good feedback. That's good feedback. 
Um, I would love it if Chris, could we do a quick highlight? Can we show Antonia? I would love to just give a quick shout out to the team. Maybe you highlight Antonia. Uh, you show show Antonia. Show Leslie. Show Ingram. Chris. Christopher. Hello. There you go. Okay, can we see? Can we see? Uh, can we see Leslie? These uh, these people have been working on this for the last three days. When we decided that that's actually not our Leslie, Chris, but that's a great Leslie, and it's so good to see you. Hey, hey, that's our Leslie. Yay, love Leslie. Uh, we can see Ingram. Uh, you know these these are the Ingram. Where are you at? Ingram, show your face. Hey, oh, there he is. Good to see you. So happy Ingram's with us. And Chris, you mind showing us your face? Chris is in Hawaii. Uh, Chris, Chris has been uh, has been handling all the technology for the Touchpoint Town Hall for a long time. Chris, you wanna you wanna show us your face or or no? Just... There he is, everybody. Chris, Chris been handling the man. He got rid of the the iPhone person. Thank God for that. Um, and of course, Sophia, who we saw earlier, Sophia is actually on our team and uh, has been a part of the Touchpoint journey for for a while. So, so grateful for you. So grateful for Greg and, and your story. Um, uh, we're going to send everybody an email tomorrow. We're going to include a link to Frontline Foods, which is this nonprofit that is feeding healthcare workers that are on the front lines. Uh, you know, this experience was free. Um, I believe all of our experiences moving forward uh, digitally are going to be free. We want to create spaces where we can all connect. Um, so, uh, uh, we encourage you when you get the email tomorrow to make a donation to Frontline Foods. They're feeding thousands of healthcare workers and we need to support them with all of our love and all of our resources right now. Um, I want to thank everybody who shared with us so vulnerably tonight. Uh, this has been just a remarkable journey and uh, I'm just so unbelievably grateful for all of you. Um, we do have a check-in that we've been doing every night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard where uh, anybody who wants to join, you can join. And it's been a tight group. It's only been like 10. Some nights we've had 50, some nights we've had 10. But um, if you want to join that, we're on every night uh, at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. Um, and what else is there? I think that... Um, uh, please, if the one thing I can I can encourage you to do when you come off of this call... Please, please, please uh, send a text message or make a phone call or do a FaceTime with somebody that you love uh, and let them know that you're grateful for them. Um, at the end of the day, uh, sexual, romantic, familial, platonic, whatever that touch is, uh, we need it and we got to get it however we can get it right now. So reach out and, uh, and touch somebody. Um, it will mean everything to them. Uh, thank you all so much. And uh, I hope you have a good night. I'll see you soon. Here we go. Thank you for listening to Touchpoint. I'm Jared Matthew Weiss. You can always join us for live recordings by registering for free tickets at lovetouchpoint.com. And you can find us on Instagram as lovetouchpoint.